going on everyone it's your boy noob dad gamer and i'm so honored to share with you all my very first podcast episode first i wanted to quickly apologize if the audio quality is not at its best um i'm still trying to experiment and trying to figure out how all of this works so please do bear with me uh while i gradually work my way to becoming a full pro content creator and podcast presenter you know noob dad gamer is a one-man show so i'm trying to master everything that involves audio video stream channels stream keys and podcast tools and social media engagement to the best of my abilities and the journey so far has you know it's been tough but it's been really inspiring and very informative as well second i wanted to remind everyone that whenever you like share subscribe or comment on my videos and content it plays a major role in improving my channel's reach and algorithm meaning i get more followers for me which translates to my ability to channel my content creation towards the direction of what my followers are more interested about so you know guys without you you know you the followers you guys are my bread and butter so jumping on to my first podcast episode being a parent and a gamer has its challenges and whether you're a mom gamer or a dad gamer or living in a household with children gamers you know you're complaining from something be it not enough time to play or your partner isn't just you know your partner isn't happy with you gaming or wondering what games your children should or shouldn't be playing this topic is huge and I'm on a journey to, to simplify this complex topic with my first guest, Amar Butti. He's an Emirati influencer, personality, and one of the top film directors I have ever met. And he is also a personal friend of mine. And he helps me break down the struggles of gaming and parenting. How has it been a struggle for you, by the way? Um... Well, I mean, look, you know, everything in life, um, you know, the busier you are, the less time you have for your hobbies. Uh, and to be frank, I, I actually didn't find it too challenging. Some people say like after getting married, it's really hard um, to, to continue uh, gaming or whatever your, your hobby is. I didn't find that, uh, you know, I have a pretty uh, understanding partner, so that's good. Um, she doesn't quite understand the fascination, but like, she's like, okay, cool, you enjoy it, why not? It's better than you going out and, you know, uh, going to the, the the bar or the club or shisha or whatever else that some people do, so that's yeah, my that's, the worst worst habits to have. That's what I tell Miriam every. That's what I used to tell Miriam every time. That's what I used to tell my I parents know, before exactly. I got married all the time. <laughs> you have a guy who doesn't want to go do all that. He just wants to hang out at home and you know, play some games. Why not? It's yeah. in the house. Um, but no, that was fine. Having kids, though, it's been, it's been tough. Um, and it's gone through phases. You know, one is like when they're babies. There's just so much that you have to pay attention to and worry about. And in some ways, actually, maybe it was the easiest when they were babies, because, you know, I used to go to kind of put them to nap and then I'd play a little bit while they were napping or sometimes I had them fall. So they're like really small fall asleep on me. But more recently, which is also great, um, is any time that I normally have for gaming, um, they either want to watch a show or they want to game themselves, uh, which is cool. So that's fun. Like, so we play a lot of Mario Kart. I'll play like a lot of Mario Party. A lot of Super Mario 3D World, basically anything with Mario in it. And um, for some reason, my, you know, my youngest, Amir, loved Pac-Man. Uh, it's not because I turned him on to Pac-Man. He just saw a weird YouTube video one day and decided Pac-Man was cool. 
And since then, he just, like, he has little mini Pac-Man arcades. We've gotten him, and he plays Pac-Man as well on Nintendo Switch. Um, so that's that's great, and I'm super happy that they're really into gaming. And that's basically most of the games I would say I do these days. Where it's hard is, like, you know, the new Horizon just dropped, right? Horizon Forbidden West. And that's probably a 60 to 80 hour game. And like literally I can play for maybe 20 to 30 minutes at a pop before something interrupts me or I can't play with the kids around. It's a little violent. It's a little scary. Um, every single time I hit a human, they have to, I have to explain. I'm like, oh, they're sleeping. They're not actually dead. It's all good, you know? Because uh, I don't want the silly to, to reinforce that. Um, and that's been really hard. It's been hard to find time to do that sort of thing. It's been really hard to find time to like game with friends, you know, uh, especially friends who don't have kids who don't kind of get the schedule and the challenges that come with that, or just either free all the time and don't understand why you're not free or are like, don't understand you have to schedule in your gaming time. Right. Cause yeah. it's just kind of like, uh, you know, well, sure. I, I'm always going to have a couple hours in the day to game. So who cares if I game at eight or game at nine? Whereas for me, I'm like, I need to game at 7.30 or 8 because I've just put the kids to sleep. And then it gives me a window of two hours to three if I'm pushing it to 11 p.m. where I can go to sleep before I'm going to be woken up again at 5.30. Uh, <laughs> so, so you wake up at 5.30 it, in the morning. Sun is a little better now. But honestly, that's just like a recent development the last, last month. Um, you know what's before funny? that, our youngest... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. I was like, our youngest just like has to use, just is, uh, wakes up super early all the time and always comes in and, you know, it's charming. It's there. It's nice to see your, your kids, maybe not at 5.30 a.m. Um, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't matter when we go to sleep or when we put him to bed, he'll always be awake super early. Now he's waking up at six. So it's small improvement. Good. You see, you're, it's so funny because I thought I was the only one going through this. So I thought it was a, a, a um, I'm, I'm, I'm failing in time management. So I have my, you know, nine, 10 hours uh, of work and then I come back home. So it's like, my, I call it my second shift. Second shift is basically looking after the kids, you know, playing with them, checking on uh, Hamoudi's um, school, how it's been going on and then playing around with Mila and then putting them both to sleep and then spend some time with the wife. And, and then I have this... Um, and then when she, by the time she goes to sleep, she goes to sleep from maybe like around 10, 30, 11. Even though my body is exhausted, but my mind doesn't want to sleep. The only way that I can get my sleep is to sort of get my fix from playing a video game. Uh, just, just, just like 30, 40 minutes of that absolute quiet and there's nobody around you and you're just playing. You just you feel like you want to play, you know. You feel like you want to do something that's entertaining. So, um, I think those are like I think this is one of those dad gamer problems that challenges that we go through. I guess. No, for sure. I mean, absolutely, I get it. And, I, and like, I, I, it's the games I have finished are the games that I've sacrificed sleep over. That's basically what it comes down to. It's like. Your choice is, do I game or whatever hobby it is? Do I watch this movie that maybe, you know, my wife isn't really that into or whatever? Do I read this comic um, or do I sleep? And as you get older and older, that's basically the choice, sleep. And I'm assuming at some point there's a switch, right? 
Uh, and probably I'll be upset when it happens when your kids are suddenly like, yo, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I want to go do my own thing. Cause of course, like we all remember being teenagers and I don't remember hanging out and playing games with my father or mother that much that said, neither of them were gamers. So maybe it'll be different. Um, but, uh, you know, right now it's, it's cool that your kids want to hang out with you all the time, but it doesn't, and I don't want to sacrifice that. And like, it's also important to spend time with your wife. I'm definitely not advocating your wife for gaming uh or any hobby right like you want a, a happy wife to, in, in in your life um but uh yeah the solution if there's a solution is is to the game and i don't have quite the same issue you do of like not being able to sleep i can sleep if i'm tired I, I can sleep but um i do have this like slight agitation sometimes particularly when there's like a really cool new game that's just come out and right now i'm just talking about horizon because it's horizon but it, it could be anything um and i'm not on the elden ring train like i i don't have time i was about, I was about to ask you masochism. <laughs> i was about no, to ask I, you I, I i i honestly i think a different point in my life from soft games would have been something i would be interested in and i have friends who are constantly trying to get me into front stuff games and i know everybody loves them and they're supposed to be a real gamers game and they're fantastic at this point in my life, and that might change, but at this point in my life, I don't want the abuse. <laughs> There's too much, like, it's too much abuse too often. And I'm sure eventually I'll get good, like everybody does. But I tried Bloodborne. I played it for like 20 hours. And I'm just, after a certain point, I just kept dying the same bosses or same few bosses and same areas. I'm just like, I, I don't have time. Like, I need to feel like I'm making progress because I can only play in 30 minute to hour increments maximum. And if I spend a whole hour and I've accomplished nothing in that hour, if I've just died over and over again in the same area, like, <laughs> I'm not, it's not good. I feel angry. If anything, it's the exact opposite effect to what I want yeah. at that moment. And so I need something where, like, I can feel like at least I'm going to accomplish something. And maybe that makes me, like, lame or not a real gamer at this point. But, you know, it comes with age, man. It comes with age and time. Um, you know, I used to do super hardcore. I used to be the type of person who play like super hard action, you know, um, games like Ninja Gaiden or, you know, the Devil May Cry on like the hardest setting and, and do it because that was fun. Yeah. But I also didn't have children and I had like what felt like infinite hours in the day to, you know, beat your head against the wall. Um, so that's definitely changed. My, my like preference of games has changed. Uh, the only reason I, I play multiplayer is because that's a way to like connect with people friends who are like aren't around or i don't see that much otherwise took it during covid it was awesome um but that has to be scheduled in like literally the own the, the thing that changed for me i was absolutely not playing with anybody I was like very much a solo gamer uh, especially since covid because no one was going over anyone's house you know i was doing a first hit um was scheduling in like dedicated time to play like destiny or more recently halo uh and i've never been like a great shooter fan so i'm not like amazing at them but it's just a community thing you can do and part of that with my advice i think to um other dads out there uh you know for to, for your time management is even though it seems lame schedule it in like you got to do it and also it's better for your spouse because your spouse then knows like in this in my case it's like thursday night so there's now i'm gonna go play halo you know it's halo night you know Dina knows it's halo night Every so often, she's like, oh, do you have to go? You know, maybe. <laughs> they tell you. Gaming they, night. You're I got to right. do it. They tell you, they tell you, the women, uh, you know, your wives, 
my wife the same thing she tells me listen if you want a game we have absolutely no problem just let me know like listen this is the day like friday night i'm going to do this and we agree that friday night i'm going to do this and then we're all in agreement and i feel so much better that a happy wife is a happy life and then comes thursday night but do you have to play every friday night but that's what we agreed <laughs> and if you think about it i'm like and i i i i'm not 100 percent sure okay because i don't do this but i just feel like that if i instead went out with my friends every thursday night you know uh, whatever your your poison is you know shisha bar whatever you want whatever you're interested in um i feel like i get less objections i just think there's something about gaming for people who are non-gamers, and I'm not talking specifically about wives, I, I, I think if our wives were gamers, they'd feel differently too. They'd kind of get it, right? But if you're not a gamer, it does seem like we're well, just playing a game. Like, you know, they, they can't think of it beyond like kicking a ball in the backyard or something. Like the, the level of immersion or entertainment or you know, depending on what it is, in some cases, your level of storytelling is just not apparent because you haven't had that experience. Like Dina can conceptualize, you know, binge watching a TV show she gets into that she really likes it uh and unfortunately said she's like really into that so that's something we can always do together which is great um and it's not weird to be like oh let's stay up one more hour and let's you know let's let's watch one more episode um but if it's like you stay up to play playing games like why are you doing this to yourself because like, it's fun <laughs> i don't know i think uh, and yeah i might regret it the next day but i also enjoyed it in the moment I think that 10 years, uh, after 10 years of marriage, I can tell you this, one thing's for sure. Um, I, I don't think that they, they don't understand it. I think they fully understand. I think, like, for example, I know that Miriam fully understands gaming. But I think that she doesn't understand the commitment. Like, like how committed I am to doing that. Um, you know, Miriam was, you know, after we got married, she was, she was the one who bought me my first PS in our home. Because when we, when we first left together, we didn't have a PS. She's the one who bought me the, 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 my first, our first, you know, home PS. Um, she, she always encourages me to go out with, uh, you know, when, when we meet up for, 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 you remember the days when we used to meet up for fighting games and Justice, Mortal Kombat, and so on. Um, I think that, again, yeah, good times, man. And, and I miss those days. I miss them a lot. But the idea is, I think that they understand it, but they just don't get the commitment. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I'm trying to, I'm still trying to understand the psychological um, reasoning behind it. I'm sure there is something that is probably justifiable, but I you mean, mean as, as a justification for why we're so you know no why why they are so ob maybe objective towards um, you know us you know we being committed like you said it i know i i know dina is a gamer i mean i know dina i remember uh, i remember one time in one of our gatherings she was playing uh, mario kart and she was really like she was really yeah, she, by the way she plays mario kart with the kids which yeah, is which yeah. is great like she likes mario kart and she gets very competitive yeah um you know i, I think to your point about like why they object it's sort of but even then like if i look at her mario kart like she will play mario kart for 30 minutes and be like really into it and like weirdly competitive about Mario Kart. She always picks Yoshi. She always wants to win. It's not like she's just kind of there, like pushing the buttons. Like she's 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 going for it, you know. She's she's gutting for for me with the blue shell. Um, but 
I think for her, it's just different engagement because her relationship with games is very similar to like a board game. She plays every 30 minutes. She's like, cool, I had a good time. Kids had a good time. Tick, I'm done. Like that was my entertainment. That's, that's how much level of engagement or, she has. And for her, she's never coming to a game looking for a narrative experience. She's never coming to a game looking for like an immersive experience where you're you know, get, exploring a whole new world with lore and, and characters and history. Um, you know, that's not something which is you know, that interesting or compelling to her um, in a game format. And I just think that a lot of that actually is to do with the fact that, uh, you know, coming back to the Elden Ring thing, uh, a lot of those types of games, those big open world games that, you know, can really suck you in, um, are really hard to play, to be frank. Like, if you don't have the you know, muscle memory and the history of playing those games, like just moving the second, just the camera is hard. Like I can see with my kids, the biggest challenge my kids have playing games is the camera, you know, and moving around. Means, so I, I no, moving around is fine. Like I oh, said, so the actual like navigating, but like if they have to navigate and also adjust the camera, which is second nature to anyone who's played a game on a console, like it's or ever holding a controller for any length of time. And I'm sure they'll get it. But if you don't have that muscle memory, it is kind of weird. Like you're pushing forward on this stick and then pushing back or around on this stick to like shift the camera. Like it's often like when you're running, right? You don't even move with this stick, right? You just hold forward and then you move the camera to adjust the direction you're running. Sure. Like that stuff is not necessarily intuitive if you haven't done it. And so doing that and then also wrestling with a thousand buttons and combinations and menus and stuff is, is, is daunting to a new player. And so if they then, because, because they never get past that barrier, they can never really have the immersive experience which I think would suck them in and would make them really engage with it. And it's hard to do that. But like I've seen success with, with kids and then also Dina to a certain extent with stuff that's like fixed camera. Like if I want them to, to like go back on like, to be like slightly tangential topic, but like if you want to play games with your kids and your family, uh, I highly recommend Nintendo games. Like there's a reason that they're the family game maker. They're always designed in such a way that they're very approachable with a lot of accessibility options. And Mario Kart, for example, I can put on auto accelerate and like a steering assist so i can give it to my four-year-old you actually was playing like i mean i was playing mario kart effectively at three like he was there driving because he can it's not that it's not that hard to play um but uh you know and then all of it has fixed camera as well you don't have to move the camera so like they're really into the new kirby game that's coming up they played the demo it's co-op they were able to do the like all levels without me having to help them at all because uh, it's really intuitive and you don't have to move the camera uh, and I think like those types of experiences are a good way to kind of get people in the door and then you can try to teach them to, to play them, engage with the more complicated stuff. But yeah, I think it's, I, I don't know about money. I mean, I can't speak for her, but like I, Dina doesn't have a singular hobby that she sinks that much out of time into. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of people just don't have that much, don't have the same sort of thing. I don't know if it's a, gamer thing or a male thing because i think of other friends i have who aren't into games at all but are like super into football and like they know so much about football and like mm. exhaustive knowledge and they spend so much time on it and i think about you know uh, women i know and they tend to have a lot of like they can have hobbies they have a lot of hobbies but i feel like they're often less specialized like, less like this is the one thing i like and i'm gonna like really get into it uh and i don't know if that's just like chance or there's some i don't know i don't know I, I don't have a good answer for you on that i'm trying to figure that one out i think you know what um i think i've come to a point where you know what it's all right each one to their own as long as you come up with a 
the strategy to sort of you know do what you want to do be happy with it and make sure that it doesn't affect your family and your and and, and people that care about you i think um yeah I, th that that at the beginning it was a struggle for me you know when when i when when i first got into um gaming because you know i was into mortal kombat I remember when we used to play mortal kombat you remember when we used to we used to play injustice and street fighter so i was really sort of you know into it and 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 we wanted to take part in tournaments and, and I mean, we all were man I, like, yeah. I i don't think i've ever practiced you know fighting games more well no it's not true i had like two fighting games i practiced more than anything else one was guilty gear uh, x2 in college and then basically injustice one i would say yeah like, you were really good and, you were uh, you were you, you were i, I really was good. i was legitimately uh, pretty good at injustice one yeah. uh, and then i just never had and i it's not that i you know lost the skill i just think i haven't had the time i think at that point in our lives like i didn't have kids and i just had so much time that i could grind out 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day just doing combos and that was fun and it was like kind of like relaxing like then you know i just don't have that time anymore and i kind of do miss that stuff like i'm just never going to be like you know like i said now i'm playing halo like i i cannot possibly compete like you know we have you, you know our, our, our mutual like friend whatever uh ali ali does not have kids is not married he's regularly like performs double like twice as good as as i do in all, all of our halo matches consistently and look i think he's probably better at shooters but like he's not that much better at shooters all the time he just has that much more time to grind out the game and it shows but like, i kind of resign myself to be like i cannot possibly approach that level i just don't have the time to get close to that level of of performance Whereas previously, I think I would have felt like, you know, when we were doing our, you know, our fighting game days or something like that, motivated by like his success. Oh, he's that good. I got to get that good. I got to get, you know, uh, but I'm I guessing it's competitive. I got to be the best. But I'm guessing it's also because they, they haven't made proper fighting games in a long time. I think what the last fighting game that ever came out was I mean, MK11. Yeah, I, MK11. I did like MK11, but it came out at a bad time. It came out when, again, like it's, 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 I think it's, it, I think the big thing is time. Cause I, I don't, I, if I look at MK11, I don't think MK11 was a bad game. Well, two things, actually it's two things. There's two things. One is I think MK11 is actually a good game. I actually think mechanically MK11 is a better game than uh, MKX, even though I played a lot more MKX and I was much more into the scene at the time. Uh, but MK11 feels like a much more balanced, you know, quality, like competitive fighting game. If that's what you're looking for. Less than it be fun because there weren't the crazy ass, you know, 60% of your health combos. Uh, but that also made it balanced, right? <laughs> like that was like hype to watch, but it kind of sucked if you were the one on the receiving end and there was nothing you could do about it. You know, use your break and then you're screwed. Um, so I think MK11 is a better game, genuinely. Uh, but at that point, like, who was playing like we weren't meeting up to play in the Majlis anymore um you had kids at that point i had kids at that point like if you don't have your core group of gaming you know of like you know people to to to, to grind matches out and, and matchups out against then it's not the same thing i think that's the difference like why did i get so much more into mkx or injustice one certainly and then maybe less so injustice two it's also injustice two dropped i didn't have the same like we i wasn't playing weekly against people before I was playing weekly, at least, um, yeah. and grinding out matches. And that's really hard to do, and online's not the same, and especially in this part of the world, as you know, like online kind of sucks sometimes. Uh, we got lag and no, you know, Middle Eastern servers. We're always like second-class citizens. I don't really get it. Uh, I'm sure it's expensive, but there's certainly a lot of gamers in the region. Like, you think we could warrant 
I don't know, one server, five, each major publisher. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's basically what it comes down to. Like if a new game like dropped, which I'm hoping it will, I have, I feel like the new MK is coming next year. That's just based on timelines. The fact that they haven't dropped anything recently and the fact that there's this weirdness with WB Interactive, like their games division. So I don't think it's another injustice. I think there's too many weird stuff around licensing. So I doubt they're working on that. I think it's another moral combat. Well, and I think that's going to be fun. Well, I'm but definitely... Like the next street... Yeah. Very good, yeah. So... No, I'm saying I'm definitely looking forward uh, actually to Street Fighter. So what I'm what I'm what I'm doing is I, oh, I really, yeah because because to be honest, um, I really miss fighting games. And and if I and I still have Injustice One, I still have Injustice Two, I still have the the Mortal Kombat MK Nine, I still have the MKX and MK Eleven, um, I still have Tekken. Uh, but I I don't know why I just it never it never occurs to my mind to plug them in and start playing because khalas, you know that you know i've already played that i've already done it and now i'm just looking forward to the next big thing so i am con definitely considering that once street fighter comes out i'm just going to take it in i'm going to start you know i'm going to i'm going to give it a try i'm going to try and see if i can really commit to it because every night i'm playing league of legends because that's all like that's the game that i'm playing the most league of legends is I have a love hate relationship with it. I don't know why. Don't it's it's a long it's a long conversation. But you're, you're trying to play it relatively competitively, right? Like that. Like you, you want you want to play at a competitive level. I think yes. that's where the love hate comes in. It's the same thing. The moment I at this point again because of the time, and I think it's the same problem. I'm sure you're facing, which is you just don't have enough time to really get amazing. Like it's not a skill. It's not your your skill stealing. It's just you just need to put in the hours, like anything, right? Um, and you're competing against people who are putting in hundreds of hundreds of hours every week. Um, I'm playing against but, kids. You know, I, I'm playing against kids who who have. It's it's moments like these where I really feel old because I'm playing against people whose uh, whose reaction, their 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 reflexes. Jesus, I mean, dude, I, I get it's it. insane. I get it. Um, no, I get it. And I, I tell, I, like, I got our mutual friend thought of, like, I tell him that all the time. He's like, oh, you're always whining. There's no such thing as old man reaction. I'm like, no, there literally is. That's why there aren't that many esports athletes after the age of 30. Like, it, it's 100% a, a thing. But I do think with league, you know, you benefit a little bit more than, or it's a little bit more lenient than, let's say, um, you know, a fighting game is where, like, actual milliseconds matter. Um, for your reactions sure. um but uh you know i mean look you know ultimately sure you know but like when it comes down to technical skill like like just speed you're never going to win out but hopefully you know you got age you got wisdom you got experience game sense all that stuff uh to, to, to help pull you through and important things like you enjoy it yeah that's true Amor, what will it take for me to try to convince you to join league of legends yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, get it. First, I have to get a gaming PC. I know that I know I don't need one to run it, but you know, um, it's hard, man. I've never been to MOBAs. It's it's tough for me. It's not like a genre that I like fell off of. You know, I, I'm one of those uh, you know uh, lower tier console gamers, console lifers. I've never been you know elite PC master race uh, my whole life. Um, so that's already a challenge because it's very much a PC game. I never play strategy games, really. I played a little Command and Conquer where, you know, when it was a, all the rage way back in the 90s. That's probably about it. Um, 
It's tough, man. Uh, it's not that I do, like, I appreciate the game. I liked Arcane. It's a cool show. Maybe you think about picking up League. Um, but if anything, I'm like hyped for like the League fighting game, you know, or I'm hyped for the, the Ruin King RPG, which I do want to check out at some point. Um, because I like actually with that team at the, their previous game, Battle Chasers, I really enjoyed. And I like retro, like Final Fantasy, you know, PS1 era style RPGs. Um, so I'm interested in the world. I'm interested in the lore. Like they've gotten me closer. Like you know, Arcane got me in the door, and then like the fighting game looks cool, and some of the other games look cool. So maybe I'll come around to it. But it's it's hard, man. But I will take you up on whatever the next fighting game is. I will try Street Fighter Six. I worry that it's two years away because that reveal trailer had very little in it. But maybe not. Maybe they'll surprise me. Yeah. Amur, uh, so obviously you have, mashallah, you have two wonderful kids. Uh, your eldest, uh, Faris, is, uh, how, how, how old is he now? Six. He's six, he'll be seven in May. Mashallah, man, mashallah. And uh, Amir yeah, is, back. and Amir is? Uh, he's four. Yeah, this okay. is like two, two and a half years between them, basically. Yeah. So, um, no, but like, they're, they're, they're almost to the age where literally we could play through fairly complex games. Like I was generally shocked when they, and I, I know it's like a super easy game for anyone else, but I was shocked to watch, to come home one day, find out they'd like turned on the switch, just seen the Kirby demo, which I downloaded and played through the entire three levels without me doing anything. Cause I'm so used to like sitting down and like hand holding their way through like, okay, here's what this button does. Here's what that button does. And I was like, oh, they can play stuff by themselves. And then I'll immediately, my second thought is, oh, I should probably hide some of the games on my Switch because they're not all appropriate for their age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we have to be aware of this now. I used to, I didn't worry about it at all. Now I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm going to ask you two questions. One, um, what kind of advice you would give to parents who are not gamers or not necessarily who don't understand gaming the way we do when they're, especially how to deal with their kids who are into gaming so they they, they want a game um, obviously you know you know the psychological theory where if you keep saying somebody no you can't do this it just makes them want to do it even more and it and and they want to abuse it right so what kind of advice you would give to understand gaming and to sort of come to terms with children with their children who like to you know, who, who like to, who genuinely enjoyed, you know, playing video games. Cool. So, yes, uh, first thing I would say to, to people who don't, don't enjoy gaming or don't say they don't like gaming, uh, take a beat and actually really think about it because you probably do. You probably played a game on your phone. You probably played some games growing up at some point. You know, it's very actually, especially for our generation, for people like parents around our age, even 10 years older, it's, it's very rare you've met someone who's never played an arcade game, never had an experience with gaming, has never played a game on their phone, has not played Tetris or something like that. Like grandparents play Candy Crush, you know, like it's, so everyone is much more of a gamer than you think it is. I think the problem is that you think of like gaming is somehow separate when it's on the PlayStation or on a console or, or PC or whatever. Um, so then take that beat to be like, hey, actually it's normal. Like it's the biggest entertainment industry in the world. Uh, it's bigger than, you know, film, TV, music all combined. There's a reason it's because people fundamentally enjoy playing games through all ages of life. And it's, you know, so I think that's the first thing is to say it should be some sort of positive association. But then the second part of that is just like anything else, you need to know what your kids are playing and what they're engaging with. The same way you hopefully are like 
kind of aware of the TV shows they're watching or books or comics they're reading or what they're engaging with. Like, you need to know that about the games. And it doesn't mean you have to play the games with your kids, but, you know, just take 15 minutes to see, you know, what is this? I always remember a story like from my uncle um, who was much older than me and was not a generation who grew up associated with games. And I came in one day, you know, and my, my cousin, who at the time was like six or seven or something, was playing like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And I was like, I'm me. <laughs> I was like, do, do you know what this is? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, they're driving, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I was like, there's, there's prostitutes in this game. I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great impression. Like, no, and I'm like, yeah, there's more hexagonia. So that's not right. I'm like, it's 18. It's 18. I was trying to explain to him. He's like, oh, I just thought they were driving the car around. I'm like, no, no, no. So you need to know. And again, it's up to you. Your choice, man. It's your choice. Your kids. You know what they can handle. Uh, you know, you make those decisions. But at least be aware of it. The second thing I would say is like, you know, I said that. So we have a potentially positive association. But like everything else, like. You're not gonna. I. It's not great, or most parents think it's not great to have their kids watch, you know, ten hours of television or fifteen hours of television back to back. Right, it's a lot. Um, and uh, it's the same thing with your gaming. Like, it's not bad if they game, and they might say they want a game. They might be upset when you turn off the game. But like, same thing. Let them play thirty minutes. Let them actually get used to it. Like one thing I I do is I let them play quite often. Like I let them play multiple times, not just on weekends, like I'll let them play during the week, but like often it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. They play a few rounds of something, then we have dinner. And it's after they've done something active, after they've done something as well. So it's not just like they've come home and done nothing but played games or watch TV or whatever. So you just like balance. Um, and then you have a healthy relationship because I think a lot of times people complain about how games are addictive. Um, you know, kids play them too much. They're not running around outside. I, I'm like, fine. So have them run around outside and then have them play a game. Like you're not mutually exclusive. Like you can do both things. Like I work out every day and I also love playing games. I love both of these things. They're not separate. You don't have to be fat and like a slob <laughs> to be into gaming. Um, by and, way, uh, and by the way, they're, they're, they're content. They're content with this 20, 30 minutes. I mean, this is what I do with Hamoudi, right? Hamoudi. When, oh, when, totally, totally. Yeah. He, it's whatever you get them used to. This is what I do with Hamoudi. I mean, Hamoudi, when he started to develop that interest in gaming on his iPad, because he has a passion for cars. He loves cars. So he loves car games. And, uh, and, and when he used to ask for the iPad, it was very simple. I'm a gamer. I understand what gaming is. Put a limit to everything. I said, hey, listen, I'll give you 30 minutes. And then what I'll do is I'll sit down with him and I'll, and I'll see what he's playing and, and I'll cheer him up and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's really good. That's really awesome. Yellow, that's really cool. All right, you know what? 30 minutes is over. It's a timer. If you put a timer, a, a timer can positively impact a child's life in so many different ways when they want to watch TV or they want to play on the iPad or play on their phones, put a timer. And then the moment that timer rings, tell us. Like, in, 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 psychologically, they know that they're done. If you, if in the middle of their game, they're playing and then you call them up and say, Hamoudi, listen, 30 minutes is over. You need to turn it off right now. You'll feel like that kind of aggression. You know, I'm, I'm angry because my dad told me to stop playing. But if you put a timer, it, it, it positively impacts a child's life in so many different not just gaming and in any other activity for sure for sure i think that yeah that you know that's something they always tell you and it applies to everything which is you just be very clear about everything whether it's instructions whether it's timing timer is a great idea for sure um you know uh, I, I don't always i'm always that strict with like a specific timer um but it's also about the nature of the game but like you know faris is really into pokemon um as is most of the world right but um you know i'll be like okay cool 
we're going to catch two more Pokemon, you know, and then that's it. Like, you've got this point, because I know it's back. I'm, I'm looking at the time. I know it's about time. Or we're going to finish this one section, and that's it. And then, then we talk about all the things we've accomplished, and then he feels satisfied. Oh, I caught, you know, 12 Pokemon today. That's really cool. Or I caught this legendary, you know, so-and-so, and he's really excited about it. Uh, and yeah, he's always like, oh, I want to play more. I want to play more. But he doesn't, he's not angry. You know, he's like, he's had a good time. He's enjoying, he's looking forward to the next session. And he also understands, like we use it a lot as incentives. So something else I would tell parents is um, if your kids truly enjoy something, the same way you're like, I'll give you candy, I'll give you, you know, TV time or whatever it is. Like, you know, for Fadis, like literally nothing will get him more excited and motivated to do something than saying you can play Pokemon. Like that is his, that's his thing. And so, like, we have Arabic lessons we're either doing with him now during the week. And um, his reward is he gets to play, like, 30 minutes of Pokemon. And he's, like, 100% focused during the Arabic lesson. Like, his teacher always, always tells us he's really, really good. And he's really into it. And he's really attentive. And um, I'm not saying it's just because of Pokemon, but, like, that's part of it. Like, now his association with the Arabic language <laughs> is Pokemon. And that's positive. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, the last thing I would say for, for, for older kids, just yeah, sorry, it's, it's something I just noticed, which is I know a lot of my, my, my kids' friends are already playing Fortnite and playing games like this. One thing to keep track of for mobile games, for Fortnite, for any of these games, as a parent, if you're not into gaming, is microtransactions. Um, it's very easy if you already have your credit card attached. Um, kids don't understand money or concepts of money, or even when they're a little older, there's like addictive behavior kind of built into some of those types of games. So again, just be aware and also just explain that element to your kids. Um, that's something that I personally am not a big fan of in games. I find them to be a bit predatory, especially for young kids. Uh, Fortnite does skew really young. And then every time they drop a new season, there's always push towards, I got to have the Spider-Man skin. I got to have Nathan Drake skin. I got to have Dr. Strange skin. And they each cost, you know, $5, $10, $20. Uh, and that adds up really fast. And your kids don't have a concept of money. And so you might find this bill coming at the end of the month being like, where's... Who spent two thousand dollars on Fortnite? Um, <laughs> so, just just like just be aware of it, just clock it. Because again, I've seen the people who have I think gotten into the biggest trouble or spent the most money like inadvertently are like parents who I've like talked to who don't know what gaming is, and then me they're like, "What is this? They're just like stealing money from kids." I'm like, "Well, no, it's you know maybe first of all, don't save your credit card on your phone. Second of all, um, no, you need to explain even that stuff. Still. Like, and that's part of it, and you just need to be aware." What games would you advise to parents who have, for example, children, you know, between the ages of, I'm assuming, so I'm assuming children develop the sense of gaming from the age of. I, I think younger than three is really hard to, yeah. for them to even have the motor skills. I think that's the, that's the, that's the, the main issue, like to hold a controller for a kid. I mean, a kid could play a tablet game even younger than that. Sure. Two-year-olds could play a tablet game. But yeah, I would say three. Uh, we're talking to real gamers, right? Like PC gamers, console gamers, yeah, of course. Um, what games would I recommend? Uh, well, I've already been like a Nintendo shell, so I guess I'll continue. Uh, I grew up on Nintendo games. I still think they make some of the best family games in the market. I mean, there's a reason, now they didn't win actually this last year, but there's a reason that they win almost every year at the, uh, um, the Game Awards, best family game. Um, because their games are always built in with some sort of co-op and they're often like asymmetric co-op. So for example, if you have Mario Odyssey, you know, one person controls Mario, which is hard. That requires a lot of mechanical skill, but the other person controls the cap. Okay. And so your kid can play just the cap. So you just tell him like, throw it out to the right and he, he captures it. And, but you're doing all the jumping and platforming and he feels like he's playing with you, 
uh, and he is to a certain extent, but it's like really easy co-op, you know, it does, it requires very little mechanical skill. Your kids, there playing with you, having a good time as you're going through the game together. Um, Mario Kart's always an easy one, uh, certainly if I'm being specific. Super Mario 3D World is an awesome cooperative platformer, really, really fun, really colorful, uh, just like a joy. If you like brawlers, I think I found brawlers to be pretty good. So like old Streets of Rage, Final Fight, stuff like that. Because again, it's just moving up and down and pushing punch. Uh, and that makes it really easy for, for, for kids to play. Um, a lot of older games, like retro, you'd be surprised how like into retro games my kids are. Like they really enjoy like old, like uh, um, 2D platformers. Uh, they like Sonic, like, you know, classic Sonic uh, a lot. Uh, they're hard, they're, you know, obviously. So that can be frustrating sometimes depending on your kid's temperament but they're much easier to play and i realized that i think about it now i'm like no wonder kids are having so much trouble if they're having so much trouble getting into games it's just like so many buttons and sticks and things to control we used to just like hold right and then press two buttons that's it like that was <laughs> the entire thing um and it is much easier so like i, I if you have, if you're into retro games that's also a pretty good option uh so yeah i guess my answer is nintendo and then classic like genesis and Mario Kart is, you know, has like built into the menu, like auto drive and auto turn. They're still controlling it, but they don't have to hold down accelerator. And if they turn off the course, it kind of like bounces them back. Um, and like, you know, for people who are just learning, then they complete the race. They feel pretty good about themselves. And it's not like super obvious. So they feel like, you know, the game is playing itself or, you know, controlling them. Um, but like little things like that are, are helpful for sure. Uh, it's funny you say he likes driving games. Like my youngest, Amiya, loves cars and loves driving games i even got him to play a little bit of forza horizon uh he just crashed the car all the time but like he was into it uh which is hilarious like he was having so much fun yeah. um you know and that's also by the way like forza is actually pretty like, okay for non non nintendo games actually if, if you like if your kid likes driving forza is pretty cool because it just lets you drive everywhere it's not right if you, you can do the races you can do the challenges but it's just an open world driving game so literally you're just driving all over like the most recent one driving all over mexico and you can just flip your car and bash it up and just keep driving and it's fine. And that's actually pretty good too. And it was like a fun experience to play that with him. Uh, but yeah, it's funny how your kids just like things. Like I'm not that into cars. You know, Dina's not that into cars. His big brother isn't that into cars. He was just born and from a young age playing with toy cars. And like anytime there's a car game, he freaking goes crazy. You know, at one point we were at an arcade and there was one with like a, an actual steering wheel and he went nuts. So all he wanted to do was sit there and play the driving game. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not always that they take after what you like, like, you know, everyone's kids are different. Kids are individuals. Uh, they have their own like exciting things and desires. And I think you're right. Like if, you know, Hamui's really into cards, then awesome. There's actually a lot of really great indie card games out there. Probably way too complicated for them now, but you know, someday. Someday, that's true. Amor, thank you so much, Habibi. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, All right, we'll, we'll, we'll do round two. Next time I'll, 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 I'll rope the wife into it. So. She can she can tell you uh, exactly why she's not uh, convinced about video games. We That's need sure. yeah we need to hear the women's perspective. She, 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 she can break it down for you straight from her. Give you <laughs> give you some, some 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 wife perspective on the issue. Thanks, bro.